another episode of the Animal Central Podcast. Used to be known as the Visit the Zoo Podcast, but here we are now under a new name, same ownership, the Animal Central Podcast, and I'm your host, author Frederick Fishman, and I want to welcome you all to episode number 95. That's 095. And again, we are a, an appendage of the brand new membership educational animal kingdom website called animals-central.com. So you may want to check us out again at animals, that's plural, animals-central.com. Okay, let's get started. I usually start out with a, um, a news story, and I had one all lined up about getting ready for winter, but something just popped up uh, across my desk, and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll read this one first, and we'll do uh, how to establish winter habitats for your animals. With winter approaching very, very soon now, I think that would be appropriate, but we'll do that next week. Today, I want to talk about why children love animals. They, are, they really do. They seem to take to them almost immediately. And anyone who has seen a child at the zoo no doubt remembers the unbridled enthusiasm and uninhibited curiosity toward animals. However, what adults sometimes don't realize is a visit to the zoo or an encounter with a dog in the park is much more than just a joyful moment for a child. It is also a learning experience. Children are naturally drawn to animals, and even linguists have studied the phenomena of this fascination. Over one-third of the average child's earliest vocabulary is comprised of the names of animals, with dog, cat, and bunny at the top of the list, of course. You know, why children love animals so much? is not an easy question to answer. Perhaps it's because children are first exposed to animals at such a young age, as in children's books, TV shows, and movies. Or maybe many children's stories feature animals because children have a natural fascination with fuzzy creatures. Similarly, like their stories, children are given stuffed animals to play with, even at a very young age. Small children have a natural urge to touch and to talk to animals, and the fascination goes much deeper than mere curiosity. Most psychologists believe the reason children love animals is humans have a natural fascination with nature and most people. Even in adulthood, a great deal of compassion towards animals with well over 50% of all households having pets. Whether real or stuffed, children often claim they can converse with animals. Child psychologists believe this is part of a child's normal maturation process of learning how to communicate, develop emotional connections, such as empathy, and respond to the needs of others. Parents are sometimes concerned when their child tries to give the family pet human qualities, called anthropomorphizing. But this simply is how children develop the skills 
that allow them to build relationships. This is because the world of animals is an instinctive place for children to explore because it is so tangible. Another reason why psychologists believe children are so fascinated with animals is because they have an innate desire to make sense of their expanding world. As their brains develop, children are constantly sorting, organizing, categorizing everything they come into contact with. Because animals are living, breathing creatures and so different from people, a child has a need to find a place where animals fit in their developing narrative. And why a trip to the zoo is a perfect learning environment for children. That's a great story, isn't it? Okay, let's get to the uh, animal description part of our podcast here. And today we're going to talk about the Bengal tiger. Now, the Bengal tiger is a tiger from a specific population of tiger subspecies, and it's a native animal to the Indian subcontinent. It is threatened by poaching and loss and fragmentation of habitat and was estimated of comprising fewer than 2,500 wild individuals by 2011. None of the tiger conservation landscapes within its range is considered large enough to support an effective population of more than 250 individuals. By 2018, the population in India had increased from 2,600 to 3,340. The Bengal tiger ranks among the biggest cats in, alive in the world today, and it's the national animal of India. They weigh up to 717 pounds, and they can reach a head and body length of 130 inches. The tiger is a carnivore. It eats meat. It prefers hunting large ungulates like chital, sambar, guar, and to lesser extent water buffalo. Among the medium-sized prey it frequently goes for is wild boar, occasionally hog deer, Indian munchak, and gray langur. The Indian subcontinent has served as a stage for intense human and tiger confrontations. Uh, the region affording habitat where tigers have achieved their highest densities is also one which has housed one of the most concentrated and rapidly expanding populations in the world. In uh, 1972, the Indian Wildlife Protection Life was enacted so government agencies can put strict measures to try and conserve and save the Bengal tiger. If you're out in the jungle, that will get your attention. Okay, let's read a poem for today. And this is called, Are There Paw Prints in Heaven? It was written by Missy Davis in 2009. I hear of a place that is made of gold, a place where we shall never grow old. But one answer I have not heard at all. Will there be paw prints from my little dog? 
He promised us joy right from the start. I just wonder if she'll be a part. So, as I sit here and dream of the day, I wonder if in heaven she will stay. When you're walking down with the saints of old, take a glimpse of that new road, and if there you shall see maybe a paw print just for me. And that is it for episode number 95 here on the Animal Central Podcast. And I hope that you'll join us again for another episode of Animal Central. Again, we are part of the Animal Central website, which can be found at www.animals, plural, animals-central.com. So join us again for another episode of the Animals Central Podcast. Bye-bye.